0: Real life is not a game. If you get behind the wheel intoxicated, you're gambling with your life and the lives of others. Play it safe and designate a sober driver. Learn more at chpddp.com. This message is brought to you by the California Highway Patrol.
1: Many of us are already planning our New Year's resolutions to work out more in 2023. But let's face it, they rarely stick. Well, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, cycling shoes, heart rate monitors, and more with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Don't wait. Get this offer before it ends on December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. We're going to move on, guys. Juju has been quiet since suffering a concussion in Week 10. Should we expect him to get back to his form from earlier in the season? Remember, he did a back-to-back 100-yard games pre-concussion. I miss, I miss old Juju.
0: I hope that it's just he's kind of leaning back into the role. I know we talked about like whether or not they miss um, McColl Hardman, and I think they do a little bit. But I think for him, it has to be some of the coming off of injury stuff, but I assume he'll find the form again. It was a concussion. It wasn't a hamstring or a knee or a shoulder even if it takes him a little bit of time to kind of get back into rhythm, you would think that he's going to come back to his form at some point, but his lack of emergence during this time probably speaks directly to the thing we'd mentioned on Wednesday's pod, which is the chiefs haven't scored 30, but once in the last five games, they're averaging 25 points per game over the last five. They are a 30 point number one scoring offense in the NFL. And really over the course of that time in which Juju is valued less for their team, they have struggled a little bit more, but I think it'll come back. It's not that he's been a non-factor. He's just been in that 30, 40-yard range. I think they want to see him back on that like 60, 70, 80-yard range again.
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. We talked to Danon Hughes, uh, former Chiefs wide receiver. He's now the color guy for the Chiefs radio network on Thursday. And he was talking about missing McCole and missing Kadarius Toney and how they stretch the field for you horizontally. And that's what the Chiefs do. They just they expand the field in both ways, right? Like they are going to expand it horizontally. They're going to expand it vertically and it makes it incredibly difficult to defend because you can't just key in on one thing. I think what we've seen the last couple of weeks is the field shrink a little bit in both ways, because you don't have Juju, who's not necessarily a vertical threat, but like, he is your Travis Kelsey mini me, right? Like he is basically a small tight end who's going to go across the middle and make plays because he's a big, strong Physical receiver. Well, if you're a big, strong physical receiver, one thing that you need to be able to do is be physical. And I'm sure it's not easy being physical coming back from a concussion and maybe not being able to go 100% like you're used to being able to do. So I think for him, it's just about getting healthy. And you know, this, like we know, aside from Travis Kelsey in a crunch time situation, Juju is going to be the guy that Mahomes trusts. So I don't know if it's coming this week because of what Denver does defensively. But if you made me pick by the end of the year, like, is this going to be the juju we get or is it going to be closer to the one we saw mid-season? I would guess it's going to be closer to that one because I know one thing. This offense is going to keep throwing the ball and Mahomes is going to keep putting up numbers and somebody has to be on the receiving end of that. He, aside from Kelsey, is the guy I would put my money
0: on. Especially when they get healthy again. The whole offense, and the reason why it was the number one scoring offense, was predicated on the idea that there were 10 guys to throw to. Mm -hmm. Right now, there have been less you haven't been able to throw to McCall Hardman because he hasn't been there. You haven't been able to throw to Kadarius Tony because he hasn't been in there. You know, like that's just when when you take a few of their pieces away, then Juju becomes more of a guy that they can stop. And the number one corner is going to Juju no matter what, because nobody puts a corner on Travis Kelsey. That's a losing effort. It's too big, too strong. And even he, as we saw in the Jalen Ramsey effort, can make corners look very bad with his route running skills. So it's just not that's not the guy who usually ends up on them. So number one corners are ending up on Juju a lot, too. And when those stretch guys, Nick, that you mentioned, when they're gone, taking guys out of the way, that makes it harder, too. But also this like unless you are Justin Jefferson or recently, hell, Amon, Ross, St. Brown, Unless you're one of those top 10, 15 wide receivers in the NFL, you don't just consistently show up and get 80 or 90 yards. You go through stretches like this that are 35 to 45 yards. And then you go through stretches where you're 100 to 110. There's a reason why you're available for one year and $10 million and why other guys are getting $30 million a year. You are going to be inconsistent. Like, that's why they have Kelsey. Kelsey is the guy to be consistent. Juju has a couple of quiet games. I assume he'll come back
1: around. Unrelated, are we getting Tony back this weekend?
0: Practice? Well, he practiced two days in a row. Um, I think this is going to end up being the Trent McDuffie injury, which is they're going to let him practice all week. And then on Saturday, they're going to say he's not playing. He's not going to play in this game. And then they're just going (laughs) to wait an extra week. And because that's what they did. They, They gave McDuffie two weeks, actually. But they have made it um, to anybody you talk to, like who covers the Chiefs and is really in the know people he talks to, like inside the organization, guys like Nate Taylor. They have made it very clear that they think Tony now can play a role in the playoffs, and they're not going to screw that up by playing him too early now. Right. Rushing him back. Especially
1: when we've got Denver. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Rushing him back for a game against Denver and the Texans seems unnecessary. Right. Those are the next two weeks. You want to work him in for 15 snaps against Houston. Okay, that's a little light work. That's like a joint practice at training camp. But it's just like, don't there isn't a reason to rush him back, especially because the McCall Hardman injury is still a complete mystery to us, isn't it? Was it an abdominal illness or injury? And what kind of either of those things keeps you out for a month?
1: Yeah, what's up with that?
0: Well, he
2: tweeted somebody asked him, when are you coming back? And he tweeted soon with an emoji. So.
0: That's pretty declarative. Did somebody ask him what the hell was going on? Like, did he lose an appendix? Like
1: I'm dead serious. <laughs> That's like, been it, happening a lot, I feel like. There's a lot of people in their twenties and thirties getting appendicitis.
0: Oh, this is this is important. Quick, quick appendix check. How many people <laughs> on this pod still have their appendix? I do. Still have I it? do. Wow. Three. <gasps> oh,
1: I just feel like I've heard a lot of that happening lately. Maybe you it was appendicitis. Do
0: a, you guys want to do a pool? Like we each put fifty bucks in, and whoever <laughs> loses their appendix oh, gets no. the money. I mean, this could be a really, really lengthy bet.
1: (laughs) I hope that doesn't happen. That can be really dangerous. can poison your body.
2: Yeah, dude. Cody, what the hell? Don't try to make light of a
0: serious ailment. (laughs) I mean, we've got medical modern science. I think it'll be fine. Uh, I'm I'm Googling how many people in their 30s lose their appendix. So just give me a minute. That's kind of important.
1: You're going to freak me out. I'm a hypochondriac. (laughs) Oh, I'm see. I web MD everything.
0: I can look this up and be like, well, probably won't be me. So it's it's fine. I don't you know, I know that everybody does it a little bit or has it a little bit different. But uh, one in 20 people in the U.S. will get appendicitis at some point, but most likely to affect people in between the ages of 10 and 30. So (gasps) let's go down significantly. We might have already done this.
1: Okay. That was close.
0: But if you have loss of appetite or pain in your lower belly, (laughs) be prepared.
1: <laughs> Bet you didn't know you were getting medical advice on this podcast, huh? <laughs> we like All to right, you guys. things. <laughs> Still a mystery on on McColl. Uh Trent McDuffie was stellar versus Cincinnati. Jamar Chase had just one catch for eight yards with McDuffie on him on Sunday. What is our trust level for McDuffie at this point in his rookie season? I'd
0: like to personally thank Trent McDuffie for <laughs> making me look smart. Uh, when a month ago I said trip McDuffie by the end of the season would be the chief's best cover corner. Didn't even have to make it to week 15. He's already their best cover corner. The lock matter of fact, the way he did against Jamar chase, his first real test, the sit the, you know, and it's not just Jamar chase. It's every wide receiver. You would have to face against Cincinnati. They left him alone. They could have picked on anybody on that team. It seemed like except McDuffie only allowed one catch only for the eight yards. Jamar Chase made a great catch over the top of his head. He's out of bounds. All those things is he is consistently directly next to his receiver every time. Every time they throw at him, McDuffie's not like at a scene or five yards back or 10 yards back. Even the catch that he allowed, the one we talked about, like it was it was nothing. He gave him the space and he was pass interfered by Jamar Chase. And the one time it got called, the only time he wasn't right next to his defender, it called, called offensive pass interference. I think it's pretty clear that, like we talked about with Karloftis, he passed, he, he passed the test. Tripp McDuffie's a starting NFL corner. He has a chance to be great, he's, but he's very good already. So I, I feel great. They actually have a corner that they can put on a number one wide receiver in a playoff game. What's not to like? I keep just waiting for him to look like a rookie. Like at some point, for a guy
2: who not only was injured, right? He's only played basically half of the season. Missed about right. a month and a half. But he came into his, the NFL with like concerns about his game. Not that he was a bad player. That was the reason why the Chiefs drafted him. High IQ, right? just really good technical player, but that he's undersized. And in the NFL, in order to be a shutdown corner or a number one corner, typically you have to have size to go up against the, the elite wide receivers in the NFL, most of whom are physical freaks. He was not a physical freak coming into the NFL. And you sort of thought, okay, well, that's something that will get exposed right away. That's something that quarterbacks are going to test, right? They're going to pick on you a little bit when they think there are mismatches out there and they're going to sort of exploit you. And even if you thought Trent McDuffie was going to be good eventually for someone who is undersized and doesn't have all of these incredible physical traits, you thought that there would be some sort of a learning curve. Where is the learning curve, guys? Like, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for the one game or the one moment where you say, Oh, there. Yep. See, that's a rookie. OK, yep. See, now, OK, welcome to the NFL, Rook. Like, he's still got a ways to go.
0: No, you see that with Williams. You see that with Watson. You see that with the other corners. But I haven't watched McDuffie do it. No. And I don't know, like, when we get to
2: the point of saying, like, OK, this guy's for real. It'll probably be the playoffs because I don't think he's going to be tested like against an elite offense. I guess if he does get picked on by the Broncos or the Texans, then that would DK
0: Metcalf, yeah.
2: Yeah, then that would be sort of one of those moments. But you won't face a more talented team in terms of receivers than you just saw in Cincinnati. And he more than held his own, not just against Jamar Chase, but there was the time when they tried to test him against T. Higgins, who talk about an advantage, a physical advantage. Like T. Higgins has massive size advantage over
0: him and he made the play. So he just keeps passing every test. At some point, someone's going to jump over his head and catch a pass. And I'm not going to spend my time, not going to waste my time saying, well, if he were two inches taller, maybe he makes that play because he'll be in the play. Like, that that always stands out to me about corners. Like, we'll watch, like, credit to Joshua Williams who gave up the game-winning catch to T. Higgins. He was in his hip pocket, too. He didn't get blown off the ball. He had really good coverage on T. Higgins. It was just an even better pass by Joe Burrow. But you see times where, like, Williams is beat, Watson's beat, Last year against Jamar Chase, do you remember how many times they threw it at Charverius Ward? He just threw it up in the air against Ward over and over, over and over, over and over again. And Ward is a quality NFL corner. They have the size advantage on Trent McDuffie. All big, tall, physical wide receivers like Higgins and Jamar Chase do. They still didn't throw at him. They decided to pick on the safeties or the middle of the field. They, teams throw at LeJarious Sneed more than they throw at McDuffie. Like, just that alone, to me, always stands out. You're right, Nick. I guess I keep expecting maybe one of these times someone will expose him, but I'm not so... It's not happening in the next five games, so we are going to have to win. Because if he does get exposed to
2: the next five games, it will be, like, (laughs) double exposure. Yeah.
1: I would just like the records to show that I am not looking for McDuffie to have a rookie moment because that's just how good we are at drafting.
0: You know, at corners, you're right. (laughs) Nobody drafts... (laughs) Honestly, I've got questions about Brent Beach's ability to draft defensive ends, a pretty critical position. His ability to draft wide receivers, a pretty critical position. I have absolutely zero questions about his ability to draft a corner. He's fine, so it's just fine. That has been aces. Doesn't matter if they're undrafted, seventh rounder, fourth rounder, or first. They all play.